0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to this day in Philly Sports History for November 7th, 2023. I'm your host, Jim Montgomery. It is Tuesday, so it's time for a little positivity slash motivation. And today's quote comes from Mark Cuban. And I forget why I saw this, but it was just an interesting thing. And it really ties in with a lot of the things we've been talking about, about not giving up and, and failure and things like that. And he said, I've learned a lot <clears throat> or I've learned that it doesn't matter how many times you failed. You only have to be right once. I tried to sell powdered milk. I was an idiot lots of times, and I learned from them all. Winners make the most errors because they never quit. And I just thought that that was really, I, I, I like that, because um, in life with many things, whether it's your job, a hobby, um, even being a parent or being a spouse, you're going to make a ton of mistakes. But as long as you're learning from them and you keep moving forward, all of the things we've been talking about, all of the things we've been saying. I mentioned that I I finished or I was reading Alex Toussaint's book. He talks about the, the same thing about just doing better and things like that. And I think this quote from Mark Cuban totally ties in with that. I mean, I've tried so many different things to get to this level, just even with podcasting over the years from like a blog and this, and I, I wrote recaps for my fantasy football, and it just, for whatever reason, didn't get there. And I, I feel like, knock on wood, we're, we're in a good spot here, which in turn is allowing me to be better in other aspects and other areas of life as well. So don't be afraid to fail. I, I think that is the lesson, and we've said that a couple times. Um, it just really like you. keep going at it, and I feel as though, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sick, and I'm not sure what what's happening here. But I, I listen to Howard Stern a lot, and a lot of times he'll have musicians or actors or whoever on. Sometimes even athletes for his interviews, and it always comes up like, "What was your backup plan?" Because it always seems like like everybody has these aspirations to be an athlete, an actor, or a singer, or whatever. Uh, and a lot of times, the most successful people say they never had a backup plan, and to me, that's really uh, like a poignant thing to say. Like my dad always said, like, listen, no matter what you're doing in sports, you need to have a backup plan because if you blow out your knee, blah 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 blah, and it's good advice. I'm not. I'm not saying my dad gave me bad advice, but it's just interesting that those people who knew that they had no other option and just kept pushing through and make their mistakes and made the errors, like Mark Cuban said, finally got to the top and where they wanted to be, I think it, it takes a different type of mindset that, okay, like this is what I'm going to do. How am I going to get there instead of, hey, this is nice, but if I don't, that's great. Um, so just something to think about. So guys like Mark Cuban and, and folks like that who really aren't afraid to go out there and fail and fail big sometimes and then learn from it and move on. So I I really like that story. I think it might have been an interview. I I, I was reading about him. But there you go. Uh, Don't be afraid to fail. Winners make the most errors. And uh, that's because they never quit. They just keep pushing through. All right. A couple quick housekeeping things. Um, The question of the day recap yesterday. I had asked what our feelings were after that cowboys game and i think for the most part everyone is cautiously optimistic but the general theme is like we're eight and one but it does not feel like eight and one i've actually had a couple people say that it almost even though they won it felt almost like a loss because of how they played and again i think it comes down to that last drive (coughs) excuse me (coughs) i apologize (coughs) And if that last drive was not necessarily a, uh, the, happened the way it was and just seemed like a fire drill, I, I think it may have been the, we would have felt different about the outcome. Um, but again, as always, thank you for, for interacting, for being a part of it. We will have a question of the day later on in this show. Uh, but some quick, uh, uh, just housekeeping sort of programming notes, I guess, um, Back to the Future is out. Be sure to check out this week's episode. We talk about the the Philadelphia Athletics, the rise and fall of them. Uh, I also am working on uh, putting together my Hall of Fame, Philly Sports Hall of Fame recap. Uh, so look for that to drop uh, at some point Thursday. Uh, just really like kind of going through my notes and and sort of processing everything that happened. Um, if you want to see the ceremony, it is available on YouTube. If you just do a search, um, definitely highly suggest that. College uh, basketball season opened up, and I, I probably won't spend a ton of time as. We get into the year with the Philly teams just because there's six of them. I'll probably highlight some of the big five. Uh, definitely will highlight some Temple just because I'm a Temple guy. Uh, probably Nova just because they're probably the best of the bunch. Uh, they're in the top 25 right now. Um, so, like, good win for Temple yesterday, elite winning their season first game against Adam, with Adam Fisher. Uh, but it was Maryland Eastern, Shore. However, that team gave them issues in the past, so that I guess we'll... We'll take that. Uh, Nova won. Uh, Kyle Neptune was actually at the uh, Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame to honor Jay Wright. Uh, LaSalle and Drexel in a big five game tonight. Uh, and then Penn and St. Joe's won. But I, I really, um, not that it, I'm diminishing what it is. It's just, it's a lot to keep keep up with. And quite honestly, um, I, I just, I, I, I'll get more into the the, idea of college basketball, but just because of the way the whole Temple program and and the way it's been downturned and just uh, sort of the state of that, it's kind of lost a lot of its, and and again, things go in ebbs and flows, but I've kind of lost some of my uh, love for for watching it. Uh, I will, don't get me wrong, but um, so there's that. So if you're expecting a ton of college basketball, you're probably not going to get it here. Excuse me. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. Uh, but let me know what you think. If you want me to do more college basketball, maybe I'm reading the room wrong. I, I will incorporate that. Uh, also, as far as the Eagles go, I do think uh, Mondays are tough just because it's still like the, the emotion is there. And I like doing like kind of having a day after. You know how everybody says the Monday morning quarterback? I think doing a Tuesday morning quarterback type deal is... Is good because it gives me all day Monday to sort of process and and think about. Um, So again, now that I've had some time to think about it, um, obviously the Goddard surgery is going to be a a huge loss. And not so much for what he had been doing offensively uh, as far as catching the ball. Just that uh, he was getting praised and doing so well blocking. Uh, I'm not sure how the Eagles are going to replace that. Uh, Might only be four weeks he's out which is not a bad thing if it's only four weeks. But he uh, was supposed to have surgery yesterday. I have not heard any updates from there. Uh, Albert O would be the next guy, I guess, to be the, uh, the primary pass catcher. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they're cooking some stuff up now over the bye week and like DeAndre Swift uh, has more catches out of the backfield. You have Penny, who is very well rested. Uh, you didn't pick up a running back, so maybe we're going to see more Penny And Swift being more of a pass catcher. Um, I don't know, but we have some time to figure it out. And as Jalen said, this bye week is coming at the perfect time um, to kind of rest up, game plan, reset, and get ready for that gauntlet that is the schedule right out of the bye. I think defensively, the issue, everybody's picking on the secondary and yeah they they've had their their moments but i i think it's up front they're not getting the pressure they were earlier in the season and uh i i mean they're they're doing well against the run i just I, they're not getting pressure on the quarterback um as consistently as they were and i kind of like this team with that sort of reminds me of the 2017 Super Bowl team where when they were a lot of times, and even last year's team for that matter, they had big leads, which allowed them to to really put guys back and get the, the pressure on the quarterback. Uh, and we saw, especially with the twenty seventeen team, and even last year in the Super Bowl, what happened when you're not getting pressure on the quarterback? You're you're leaving your DBs out to to kind of just fend for themselves. And yes, they're good. But anybody, if you give the quarterback that much time, especially if it's a Patrick Mahomes, and, and say what you want, Dak is not a terrible quarterback, um, they're going to beat you. Uh, so it's something, hopefully that's something that Desai is able to get fixed because he was so good against the, the Dolphins and like the past two games between Washington and Dallas. And, and that could have been a division thing, I don't know. But if you're, <sighs> I don't know, it's something that's worth worth monitoring. Uh, I wanted to talk about that Hurts throw to um, Devontae Smith. It was perfect. Uh, And I think loss in all of this is the fact that because he's banged up and not running as much, he definitely has worked and improved his passing. I mean, that was a dime. Like, that was the perfect pass for for that play. Um, And I got to say, a guy like Jalen Hurts, he's like in that category with like uh, Bryce Harper, talking about the city and how I'll do anything for the city and. Uh, you got to love it. Uh, Brandon Graham, He he's a treasure. Like, absolutely love him. Oh, underrated as an athlete, I think, in Philly. Um, just really didn't get off to the best start. But the fact that he is a fan favorite and the, the things he does, um, that just goes unseen. I, I really think he, he's very, very underrated as a player. Um, and we, we're very lucky to have him. Uh, finally, the refs. I mean they were equal. I'm still seeing Dallas fans whine about it and I know, I know that's what they do. That's what Dallas fans do, but the refs were equally as bad for both sides. I mean, it, it, say what you want. They didn't give the Eagles the game, and I'm looking right at you, Randy. They didn't give the Eagles the game. Um, but so that's kind of like my recap. I think the Eagles are going to be fine. I think the fact you're 8 and 1 and still haven't played your best year or best game yet going into the bye um, yes there are things to work on but the, the way this season has gone the Chiefs have looked bad at times the 49ers were supposed to be great they've looked bad Dallas is inconsistent uh, Detroit is got they got blown out by Baltimore um, so it's definitely uh, not out of the out of the realm of possibility for Baltimore. Uh, the eagles to to really make it back to the super bowl i think honestly the team that i've noticed that that has looked the best and most consistent all year and they even have their own warts is baltimore uh so no need to panic we're going to enjoy the bye week and we'll be fine good sixers win yesterday 146 to 128 yes i know the the wizards are the last place team however That is what good teams do. This is a game that under Doc Rivers, the Sixers would have either struggled or ended up blowing and losing this game. Think back to the Doc Rivers. This is a game that uh, he would have lost because they have the Celtics tomorrow. He would have been all focused on that and not have them ready to play. Uh, Nick Nurse is doing a phenomenal job. Kelly Oubre, I love him in the starting lineup. He didn't get the points last night but played great defense. Joe was just on another planet, uh, 48 and 11 boards, had 29 points in the third quarter, setting the team record. Um, Tyrese Maxey, I mean, what can you say about it? I, I, I This season, I thought, all hinged on him and seeing what you have. He's going to get that contract. <clears throat> I mean... We're five, six games in, and he's just been lights out, and he just looks so much more confident. And, like, at, over the co- years, you've seen, and, like, he looks like he should be running that team the way he is. Uh, one night after setting, or one game after setting a career-high assist, he set another one last night with 11. Uh, Nick Batoon went three for four from three-point range. DeAnthony Mel- or <coughs> uh, Melton had... 4 out of 5 from threes like they are they're just uh, the everybody's contributing the way they should. For the first time in a long time, I'm seeing this team look like a true team. Uh so we'll take it big test against the Celtics on Wednesday night. Yes, it's early early in the season, but it's a good measuring stick to see where uh where the Sixers really are. Uh but I'm loving it. We're having a ton of fun watching them and I think I mean, they have the assets. Like all of a sudden, you got rid of the cancer, and now everybody's thriving, and you're in a better position. I feel than what you thought because of the way not only the guys you have but your coach is getting the most out of them. And I, I keep saying it and I feel like I'm beating a dead horse. But coming into the season, Nick Nurse, that is his MO. That he maximizes and gets the most out of the guys he has. And you're seeing that where he's with Max and he's challenging him the right way. Joe is, I mean, thriving better than he ever did under Doc uh, because they're moving the ball around. Look at Ubre. and he's got a chip on his so- shoulder. Like, you got these guys that, ugh, I'm, I'm loving it. And again, I'm probably setting myself up because they're the ex that always, I fall for their BS every time. But right now, I'm in love. All right, you know who else I'm in love with? Phillygoat.com. These guys are incredible. I mean, they, they never cease to amaze me with the shirts they're coming out with all the time. Go check them out. I mean, it's it's the holiday shopping season. And why not get hoodies or T-shirts or hats or stickers or all four from phillygoat.com to show your, your pride in your Philly sports, Philly neighborhoods. It's election day. Go rep your neighborhood. Whatever you need to do, phillygoat.com has you covered. Use the promo code Jim Montgomery for 10% off of your order. That's phillygoat.com, promo code Jim Montgomery for 10% off of your order. We got Union, we got, uh, the, the, obviously the six or the Flyers are, or the, geez, I'll get it out. The Eagles are in a bye week, but we have the Flyers. Uh, still, the, those Believe shirts are phenomenal from the Phillies. Just go check out what they have. Phillygoat.com, use the promo code Jim Montgomery for 10% off of your order. Flyers in action out in San Jose tonight. San Jose has not won a game yet this year, uh, so it's a good get-right spot for the Flyers, or at least should be. But today, we are going to go back. It is Election Day, and in honor of Election Day, we're going to go back to 1933. And on this day in 1933, voters in Pennsylvania voted to overturn Pennsylvania's blue laws. And basically, what the blue laws were, were laws that for the most part, were religious-based that dated back to uh, William Penn and the Quakers that basically said you can't do anything strenuous, you can't work, I can't go hunting at the time. Um, Basically, anything that was not church or religious-related, you could not do. So what does that mean for uh, this Day in Philly Sports History podcast? Well, prior to this... The laws never changed. So they're definitely antiquated laws, but sports were not allowed to be played on Sundays. Uh, liquor stores, uh, and there for a while, I think about this how long did it take liquor stores in PA to be open on Sunday? It dates back to William Penn's laws. Uh, you weren't allowed to go hunting on Sundays. Um, and ultimately it was to force people to be religious. And again, it was a different time back in the 1600s, but the fact that these lasted into the 1900s is absolutely crazy. Now, what this did do was pave the way now for the Eagles to remain a viable NFL franchise. If you remember, 1933 was their first year, and the NFL was trying to get their games on Sunday because at the time... Uh, college football was king, and college football controlled Saturdays. So the NFL was trying to find its niche, believe it or not. So they wanted Sundays. However, a lot of these older cities had these blue laws, and Pennsylvania was one of the last ones to finally overturn them. Uh, so it also not only allowed to pave the way for the Eagles, but also paved the way for the six or uh, the Steelers and. Ultimately, it came in the perfect timing because they came into existence in 1933. Um, so if it wasn't for the voters overturning the blue laws in 1933, we wouldn't have Sunday football yet. We, I'm sure eventually we would have in Philadelphia. But the first Sunday game then was played about five days later. Uh, the Eagles and the Bears tied 3-3. Three to three. Um, Connie Mack, if you remember, we talked about this back, I believe, in April. Uh was very instrumental in overturning these blue laws too. Um back on April 9th, he had an exhibition the Phillies versus the A's on a Sunday just to kind of prove a point and they what it did was it did not interfere with any of the church services which was one of the fears. So Connie Mack really having that exhibition paved the way for this referendum to be on the ballot in order to be overturned on this day in 1933. So We can thank Connie Mack for helping overturn these blue laws or at least getting this on the ballot so we could overturn them. But on this day, voters in Pennsylvania overturned the blue laws, allowing football, baseball, anything to be played on Sunday. It would still take a while before liquor stores and hunting and things like that were able to be on Sunday, but this was the first step that sort of opened the door for that. So thank you voters of Pennsylvania, my ancestors, as well as thank you Connie Mack for being very instrumental in that. All right. I've been telling you about this for a while now, but carcan.com, you have to go check these guys out. They're running low on their inventory to get it in time for Christmas. But it's a trash can, it's a cooler, it's storage. Whatever you need for in your car, CarCan has it. Don't want a CarCan? Check out their other products they have. It all makes great gifts. But CarCan is sort of their flagship uh, product. The more you buy, the cheaper it is. Free shipping on anything over five. You buy them in Bulk of 10, 15, 20, you get a discount for that. These are great gift for the office. It shows you care, and honestly, they're not that expensive. Uh, and this is a great thing, they're $9.99. And if you go now use the promo code Jim Montgomery 20Off, you get 20% off of your entire order. Go check it out, carcan.com, promo code Jim Montgomery20Off, all one word for 20% off of your order. It makes a great present, and if you're in my circle of people, don't be surprised if you get a car can for Christmas. All right. Speaking of trash, we're gonna continue with our <coughs> excuse me, our Philly Philadelphia's most disappointing athletes, and today I, I, I struggled with this one because it ne- wasn't necessarily his fault, but today is Chris Weber. And Chris Weber was traded with Michael Bradley and Matt Barnes to the Sixers for Kenny Thomas, who had that terrible contract. Brian Skinner and Corliss Williamson, who just did not pan out as a free agent for the Sixers. Uh, they, they went to Sacramento. Weber, Barnes, and Bradley came to Philly. It did take some time for Chris Weber to kind of fit into the system. He was supposed to team up and provide like the number two guy for AI. Uh, But at that point in his career, he had lost a step, I believe he was like 31, 32, had microfracture surgery on his knee. Um, And he just, I mean, he averaged 20 and 10 in 2005, 2006, um, but they missed the playoffs. So like they made the playoffs, the season they brought him in, uh, but the Sixers got beat by Detroit in the first round. The next year he played decent, but they missed the playoffs. And that was the year, if you remember... Him and AI were both hurt for the last game of the season. Missed fan appreciation day. Got uh, Mo Cheeks all pissed off. The fans all pissed off. Uh, they later, later apologized, but it was just kind of never the same. Uh, the following year, Weber was bought out. AI was traded. Um, and just ending whatever that experiment was in disappointment. And I struggled with this because... I don't blame necessarily Chris Webber for being a disappointment. I blame Billy King for selling us the fact that Chris Webber was going to be the guy that was able to play around Allen Iverson. And that was really um, Billy King's M.O. after Larry Brown left. Um, I mean, I, I'm sure Billy King's a nice guy. But when it came to some of the moves he made post uh, Larry Brown, kind of showed that Larry Brown was the guy that was really pulling the strings to get that team to where it was. Uh, Billy King was just more of the figurehead, uh, but Chris Webber, needless to say, whether it was Billy King or whatever, Chris Webber's whole tenure here in Philly was disappointed. He did go 18-9 and nine in his two, two-ish seasons, it was parts of three, but... Um, the role players were bad, though. He didn't really have a good team, and that goes back to Billy King. Uh, they had bad contracts. That's why they got had to get rid of Kenny Thomas. Again, that goes back to Billy King. Um, and no, Chris Webber is the disappointment here, not Billy King. That's a whole different topic for a whole different month, Billy King. I could do probably a whole month of Billy King disappointments. But today's most f- disappointing athlete in Philly history is Chris Webber, who just never really provided what we expected and wanted him to do on this day 1933 pennsylvania voters overturned pennsylvania blue laws allowing both the eagles and the steelers as well as the pirates phillies and a's to play sunday games now uh, within the cities of philadelphia and pittsburgh good win for the sixers We got a bye week. We can breathe. Uh, Max to see what the Sixers have up. Uh, I do want to say congratulations or the Eagles have up, I should say. I do want to say congratulations to Chris Wheeler uh, for winning his first gold glove. That's pretty cool. Uh, Despite the fact the season ended in disappointment. Uh, College basketball, we're not going to really do much here. Uh, But here is today's question of the day before I leave you go, and we're sticking with the Sixers. Is it time to believe in the Sixers this year? Um, I know we want, we have that game tomorrow against Boston, but how are we feeling about the Sixers? Is it Should we be believing in the Sixers? Let me know. Go to my social media, leave a comment, text message me, whatever you can. Is it time to believe in the Sixers? Are they a legitimate championship contender? Let me know. Always remember the Mark Cuban story. It doesn't matter how many times you fail, as long as you keep trying. You only have to be successful once. It's supposed to be a beautiful 70-degree day in November. Go out and enjoy it. This is Jim Montgomery. You're listening to This Day in Philly Sports History. And until next time, I will see you when I see you.